0: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So weird.
1: Oh man, that's so brutal. It is. Can't be- can't believe I'm hearing that. Yeah, that's a little. That's a little. That's a little sus. Dude.
0: Yes, <laughs> we got to this point. <laughs> that Josh is sus. It's taken hundreds of episodes for us to get to that point with it. cannot win with him, cannot go with him, can't do it. You I mean, listen, we talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Down goes Frazier, down
1: goes Frazier. You are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Clock Dodgers Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Clock Dodgers podcast. I'm your host, Neil Maligno. With me is Josh Crocker. What's up, Josh?
2: Hey, Neil, how's it going?
0: Good, man. We don't have Adam with us today. He actually fled Chicago before it got locked down due to the pandemic. He's currently residing in the Burbs outside of Chicago with his parents, and their Wi Fi is whack. So we quarantined him from the show to kind of, uh, you know, spare me editing stresses later. And uh, it's just the right move, right, Josh?
2: Yeah, definitely
0: the right move. <laughs> Shout out to Adam, though. Adam, he's he's corona-free and busy getting spanked by me on Madden. However, we could have rocked this episode, just us two, and rolled that way. But we decided to add a little extra flavor to the mix. With us today is a roto-expert, voice of the Tate cast, Patrick Laird, fan club president, and first-time guest of the show, Davis Maddock. How you holding up after a week or so of the corona quarantine, buddy?
1: You know... Uh, cause I work from home. So the Corona, the Corona quarantine, I gotta, I gotta say compared to most people who are, uh, going through this, my, my daily routine, not that much different. Really. <laughs> the only things that are missing is I don't, obviously I don't get to go to the gym anymore. And, uh, you know, just like not being able to, if you're, if you're out of something in your pantry and you're like, man, I really want to make this for dinner or this for dinner. You can't just go run to the store. I mean, you could go run to the store and get it. (laughs) You are discouraged from going to go run to the store and get it. So like for me, I'm holding up, I'm holding up. All
0: right. Yeah. That's, that is like the downside, right? Like we know we can leave, but it's like, if we leave, people look at us funny. People treat us funny. They're like, what are you doing, man? We'll stay in your house. Josh, you, you hiding out, Josh, or are you, like, breaking all the rules? Well, uh, you know, like, I, I've
2: got my son with this. You've got kids, too. But yeah. We go to a, a park where we can pretty much stay away from people. It's like, we <laughs> got to get out of the house once a day. Just, I feel like park is is not terrible.
0: Right. Yeah, I guess as long as there's not, like, thousands of people there, right? Like, it's, I guess it's fine. No, it's, it's, <laughs> there's
2: very few people
0: around. Yeah, so that's a good move. Yeah, I try to get my kids out of the house too. You know, at least for an hour or whatever. But you never know, man. Actually, sometimes with technology, it's easier for them to stay inside. But all the games and stuff. But you know, they should get out, (laughs) Uh, which is also funny too. Because like, I try to like, you know, because they haven't started up like anything school wise. But I try to like make them do some things to keep the educational, you know, mentals flowing. And like these kids would go to school for six hours, whatever a day. And, like, go through it every day. And now that they're home and don't have to go to school, like if I give them an hour, they're, like, mad. I'm like, dude, like, you were doing hours and hours and hours. Now I'm asking for an hour and it's too much. It's crazy. The kids are, Yeah, I don't know. They've
2: got expectations about being home. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I guess so.
0: All right, well. Corona is what it is, guys. Maybe it'll come up some more. We'll see. But um, we always do prefer to give our listeners, uh, specifically those who may not like be familiar with our guests for whatever reason, um, some context and background, some easy questions that they're at you. Just get a little background, Davis. So um, there are like you know a ton of podcasts out there, as we all know, right? And people listen to these different podcasts for all kinds of reasons. So it may just be, uh, you know, sometimes it's like a data thing they come for. Sometimes it's entertainment. Sometimes it's news. Whatever. Right? There's millions of reasons. Um what what are people missing if they're not subscribed to your podcast the take podcast, the takecast
1: So m- the whole idea why I wanted to start the podcast was uh and I've talked about this on my podcast as well is I love Bill Simmons. I think his shows are so entertaining, but uh you know just as every year passes, he just becomes a little bit more of a boomer, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. He gets hit the takes get a little bit worse and his guests get older like the the episodes with Malcolm Gladwell are just like unlistenable <laughs> and so my my the general sort of thesis of what I wanted to do was I wanted to do kind of a, a more millennial version of that show where it's like kind of topical about whatever's going on in sports you know talk a lot about gambling talk a lot about DFS and uh, you know I feel kind of i feel pretty good about how things have uh have gone definitely pumping out a lot more episodes as we are all sitting here in quarantine right now
0: yeah that's definitely uh that's definitely the e- if you do podcasts right or videos or you write like this right now is like golden time right now it's easy right it's a perfect your excuse is there like you can't say oh i have to do this or i have to do that it's like really man you got no excuse so it's perfect um so yeah i think that's a good summary of what your show is as far as um, you know, you were, you're, you're at Roto Experts, Sports Grid. As far as these sites, right, what is the difference between the work you're putting at these sites, though? Is there is there is there a big difference between both of them to you? Or is it kind of plays along the same lines? Like, what should people be going to these uh, content bases for your stuff for? Like, what's the difference?
1: So roto experts is our fantasy football site so that's got all my rankings that has um you know it's got all the projections has uh you know some best ball tools and stuff like that sports grid is going to be where you're going to find betting content so on the site we have um you know like we have like some proprietary models uh we have uh player prop tools and stuff like that and then all of the all of the betting content. So, you know, if I'm going to write up NFL draft props or whatever, all of that is going to go there. Gotcha.
0: That makes sense. All right, cool. And um, Adams, you know, like we said, he he wasn't able to make the show, but he did say he did have one request, and he wanted us to bring up the the new duo in Arizona of Kyler and Hopkins just to to get your uh your uh, he he he, he assumes that you love them a lot, and so he wanted to get your fanboyish take since he said he can't be here to give one. So I wanted to see if you can uh, appease him in any way.
1: Uh, I mean, so this is this is like exactly what that offense needed. If you if you look at what they were, if you were looking, if you look at what they were doing last year, they were throwing so many passes to bad players. Right. Like they were throwing a significant chunk of their passes to Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Trent Shurfield, uh, you know, Pharaoh Cooper. These guys: uh, Demir Berg, Charles Clay, Max Williams, Michael Crabtree was active for a couple games. Like these are these are just stone cold, like not good NFL players. And now their three wide receiver set is going to be Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, with either Andy Isabella or uh, I guess you would think probably Charles Clay is again going to be the tight end there, or maybe Max Williams, but that guy's going to rotate in as the as the fourth guy. And that's a lot better. So I, I think that this is a huge upward trend for Kyler Murray and for this offense as a whole.
0: Yeah. And uh, uh, we did talk about this a little last week because it kind of happened right when we were making the episode. But you, as far as Hopkins is concerned, do you, do you see there's any chance of him going down from here or do you feel like he stays the same or, or you know, is there, is, is there a downside for Hopkins at all to you? So I think
1: that the downside would just be that this offense, this air raid offense, just inherently is more... Uh, spread out than the Houston offense ever was. So, like, you know, just in, in air raid offenses, you're not really ever going to see guys with 30% target shares. You're not going to see guys scoring 35% of a team's passing touchdowns. It's right. just so much more likely that you know backup running backs are going to score. Kyler's going to score. Andy Isabella is going to score a couple times. Uh, you know, they're they're going to have backup tight end score. Like that's just kind of the nature of the system. And you just you just got to live with that.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. So we got the warm up questions out of the way. Kind of, you know, gave people some context of of your, you know, what you do, your angle. We got Adam's fanboy question out of the way so we could just forget about him at this point. Um, Let's move over to more of the the regular part of the show that we do here now. One of the first segments we do is trust issues um, where basically what we can do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a statement or uh, a stat or some kind of projection and we we say whether we trust that this is going to happen or if we have trust issues and, and don't really feel too good about it. Um, so the first one we have here, and we'll let Davis go first. Josh, you can follow up behind him, and I'll I'll, I'll jump in where I can. Um, the first uh, statement I have here is DJ Moore can hold off Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson to maintain top twelve wide receiver status this upcoming season. Do you trust that, Davis, or you have trust issues with it?
1: Oh, I trust that for sure. I I am the I am the I am the DJ more guy. I think he I mean I clearly think he is so much better than Curtis Samuel and I think that he's a lot better than Robbie Anderson too. Kind of interesting though that they would sign Robbie Anderson given they just gave uh 20 million dollars a year to Teddy Bridgewater who loves to check down, right? He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's 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 Teddy checks. So I I view that as a weird signing, but probably more of a signing that if the draft falls a certain way that they would take Jordan Love, maybe they want to take Jake Fromm or Jake Eason, maybe even Jalen Hurts. Like I think that they are not committed to Teddy Bridgewater even though they're paying him, you know, basically starter money.
0: Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I did see a lot of concerns about that as well. Um Josh, do you think this is easy as well for for DJ Moore to to continue top 12 status? Yeah, I th- I
2: think you're going to see DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey be huge pieces of this offense. And I think the other pieces that are there have a chance to just be very efficient, and this could be a very good offense. I really like the way that these pieces fit together, and what they seem to have going on. I, I'm I'm excited about the Carolina offense.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it sounds like we all trust them. So I don't think there's any real debate here to have um, with DJ Moore. We all feel really good about him staying top twelve, and just this offense in general being very you know effective and, and productive as the, as they've been in the past. Um, the next one, also another new name, Tom Brady will keep his wide receivers productive enough for them both to remain in the top 15 trust issues. Or do you trust that Davis?
1: Uh, I do not trust that. I, so if you add up every quarterback in the NFL, who's thrown a pass at the age of 43 or older, there's been less than 200 total attempts. And I think 169 of them came from Fran Tarkenton and (laughs) they were, they were all good. So, so what you have to think with Tom Brady is basically every time he goes out on uh, the football field. He's basically going to be doing something that no one has done before. And that doesn't mean that it's impossible, but I think that the median outcome here is that he makes their offense pretty relatively worse for fantasy football compared to Jameis. Mm -hmm.
0: So with that being said, then if you have, you're in dynasty, you have a Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, are you actively selling these guys? Or are you sitting on them, and if someone comes along and knocks you over a deal, of course you'll take it. But are, but are you actively selling these guys, or just kind of staying, you know, chill with them?
1: I am actively selling okay. Mike Evans. I think you can't actively sell Chris Godwin because Tom Brady's only going to be his quarterback for two more years, right? Like, I just I just don't think that 46-year-old Brady is going to be out there throwing passes, and then they'll, you know, who knows what happens, right? I'm not in the business of projecting right. who the Buccaneers quarterback is going to be in three years. And we know, like, we know that Chris Godwin is, like, a singularly talented football player. He's, like, just... I would actually consider him... And DJ Moore to be like the two best young wide receivers in the NFL. And then obviously Michael Thomas is a little bit older. So
0: I don't think you can sell Godwin really. Gotcha. Um, Josh, do you agree? I mean, first of all, do you trust the top 15 that they could do there? Or do you have trust issues? And then number part two, Are you would you sell a Godwin or would you like Davis remain put?
2: I, yeah, I think I agree with what he's saying. I think Mike Evans could be in trouble because I, like Jameis just did so much for game script that I don't think that Brady wants to do or will do that the passing volume is going to be down just, just off of that, I think.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. Again, I think it's something we all agree on. Um, and I don't think it's like, you know, time to panic or anything on these guys, but for Mike Evans, I think if you have to panic, it's him for sure. Um, Godwin, who knows Godwin could be uh, Brady's Randy Moss. <laughs> I know he's a couple years older now, uh, more than a couple, but it's an interesting fun. thing. I mean,
2: I think, I think that Godwin and Evans could, uh, Make Brady look better than we think,
0: yeah I mean, I mean I I was on a podcast a few days ago, and uh, I was um with uh, Josh also I'm mixing your names up now, but it is Josh also uh and he he thinks that we're gonna get Tom Brady from two years ago, where if it's you know if it's from two years ago, I mean we're talking about pretty good numbers, right? <laughs> That's it, not Tom uh,
2: Brady out to like twenty yards, I think is okay, and I'm just not sure how well they can do that with with those two guys you know, that's not, it's not exactly what they did last year.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I think he'll, they'll definitely uplift him, but we don't want to get, I don't think you want, like you said, we, none of us all, we all agree. None of us should expect top 15 from, from these two guys together. Um, And fusion fantasy football, shout out to the shows on. It's not like I was slighting them there. Um, The next statement we have here is Jameis Winston and Cam Newton will both be starting quarterbacks by week one. Do you trust that statement or you have trust issues? uh, Davis.
1: So I, I have trust issues with that. And it's it's a huge bummer because I I mean Cam is one of my favorite players any sport history. Like I I love that guy. Uh, don't love the way he types on Instagram, but <laughs> other than that, I do most I do mostly love that guy. Jameis, I don't I think he's like pro like annoying, but I, I love him for fantasy purposes, and it's a bummer to me that we're not gonna be able to to benefit from him, most likely in season long fantasy football this year or, and, and, you know, he's a guy I have in a bunch of dynasty leagues and a bunch of super flex dynasty leagues. So it's a, you know, it's just a a big bummer to not have that immediate production or to have that trade value. You know, like if you have a team where you have three starting quarterbacks and Jameis in a super flex league, you're actually probably bummed out because you would have wanted to sell Jameis coming off of the 5,000 yard season. And it seems like he's probably not going to start right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, I, I, we all have trust issues with this too, I believe, right? Or 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 Josh, do you believe both of these guys will be starters? Will they find places? I mean, I know a lot of people were saying, you know, Ian Rapport said, you know, uh, Cam Newton's now a free agent when no one needs a starter. I, I did tweet that I think that as soon as Cam Newton became available, now there's suddenly probably a place for a starter somewhere. But do you think that – I mean, we, we, we all love these guys, especially in fantasy. Um, we love both of these guys. Is it really possible that neither guy will be starting this year in fantasy?
2: You know, I could see Cam Newton just, like, retiring, being done with it, but I cannot believe that Jameis Winston has not landed somewhere. Like, I just <laughs> cannot believe that there are no teams that think that he has something that can be worked with.
0: Why do you say that about it, Cam, though? You just think he's hurt, like, too hurt or beat up? or I don't know.
2: I think Cam's just at a different place in his life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, w- I would like to think that Cam could just walk away from football and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know what does he have to gain from football at this point? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, David? I mean, he
1: never he never won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. He was he won he won high school championships, he won junior college championships, he won college championships, won Heisman's, won MVP's, but he never won a Super Bowl. Man.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe that's a big deal to him. Maybe it is. I mean, he was right
1: there. He he. I what did the the Broncos scored twenty points, I think, in that Super Bowl. I like. I, I it was a very low. It was a horrible game. And I mean, they you know, they could have it was he was right there. Right. It was it was it was there for the taking and they lost. So I, I'm i sure, like, obviously, as a, you know, a, a super high level athlete, he's got to think about that all the time.
2: You yeah, it, it probably is important to him. Like when I think of Cam Newton, I I do not care at all that he hasn't won a Super Bowl, but it it probably does mean a lot to him.
0: Yeah. And what also is right there is a Patriots quarterback starting job. I just don't like it just makes so much sense right now that he just walks right into that job, but it may not happen, right? Like the Patriots may just not even consider it. I don't know. It just seems like it makes so much sense, but maybe they want to start over. Who knows? You know, Um, but it does make a lot of sense to me. Uh, The last one here we have for trust issues uh, is the NFL season will start on time. It will not be stopped because of the coronavirus because it can't stop that NFL money. Trust or trust issues, Davis?
1: man i i do not i have trust issues with that <laughs> i i i think that that's probably the most likely scenario but it's not like so like if this is if we were making these like betting odds like it might be like plus 150 and then four like you know like one month postponement like you know what i'm saying like these are all there it'll be cascading odds so maybe it's the most likely but it's not like over 50 percent chance i think
0: yeah yeah i hope so bad josh do you have trust issues with it though
2: uh i i yeah i do but but i really think that it's gonna happen we're gonna get an nfl season maybe a little bit late i think we're gonna get one
0: yeah we'll see the way uh the way the president's on tv talking he acts like he wants everybody back at work tomorrow so i don't know if uh He'll be able to stop the NFL. We'll see. Um, Now that's it for trust issues. We do have a couple of segments that were made original for you, Davis, especially made for you. Um, A lot, a lot handcrafted here by Josh. He helped out a lot here. Um, So Josh, I'll let you introduce uh, this first one that we created here for him.
2: So this is, this is very simple game here. Uh, I'm going to give you a topic or like a thing to talk about. And you just tell us if this is an art or a science. Oh, be- beautiful guys. This is so good. <laughs> beautiful. Okay, so maintaining a dynasty roster year to year.
1: So, I think people would I think people would expect me to say that this is an art. This is actually you should really be approaching this in kind of a scientific way where like you're looking at guys at their certain age thresholds and you're being like I'm trying to cut that off or you're trying to look at like what is the value of a second round pick actually because this is uh this is something that um i've i've and i bet you guys are are familiar with this too so like this rookie class that you're in right now whatever year it is you're like this class is sick. There are guys I like in the third round. There are guys I like in the fourth round. And it's just because you know their names. It's just because you've studied them, so you're willing to give up more for the immediate, and then you treat the future second round or third round or fourth round picks, you're like, whatever, those are garbage. I don't want those. So approaching maintaining a dynasty
2: roster year over year, it is more of a science than an art.
0: Dang, sweet sweet. The thing I
2: think about a lot, Davis, is like the idea of, Permanence versus impermanence in dynasty, and I think we should be a lot more impermanent. I think people overvalue like the longevity and year-over-year stuff, and they should be more focused on just making the yearly adjustments.
1: I mean, that is one hundred percent true. You just we 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 think that Ezekiel Elliott is going to be a workhorse running back forever, right? We're just like, well, why wouldn't he? It's not like he's like. Guy's not been hurt, whatever, uh, and then and then you know it's just overnight, like he's going to be useless, like literally overnight. Ezekiel Elliott at some point is going to turn from being a guy who was a first round pick every year in startups to being a guy who, uh, like, what can you get? What could you get for Todd Gurley right now? Because that's what's going to happen to Zeke, and and people do, uh, you know, like right now I actually have Zeke in a couple leagues, and like I'm I'm pretty willing to trade him for. 80 cents on the dollar right now because that that cliff is coming and people very rarely do that with the super elite players
2: yeah I had a conversation with somebody today about Jonathan Taylor and Zeke and they, the position they were taking was that you just can't I, would, I would
1: trade Zeke straight up for Jonathan Taylor I've tried to do it in several <laughs> leagues and been rebuffed
2: wow wow I I tried Joe Mixon but I don't know if I would go Zeke
1: uh yeah I mean I don't I don't I uh I so this is this might be this might be a freezing cold take but so like the Bengals offense is going to be a lot better with uh Joe Burrow obviously but I think that unless they really commit to using him as a pass catching back I actually think Burrow arriving there might be worse for Mixon's overall fantasy value because he's just going to be like Jackie battling around for 18 carries a game. And that, I mean, may, he, he'll probably score like 10 touchdowns because they're just going to have more red zone trips. But I, I don't know if Burrow is great for
2: his value.
0: Hmm. It's interesting. It's really interesting. What's the next one you got? I, I,
2: you know, I was really just saying that Jonathan Taylor, I think belongs in the same tier with some like Zeke Camara, Dalvin cook. Uh, I think I might be forgetting somebody, but it Cmc,
1: not, what McCaffrey? Yeah, CMC. I mean, he's the he's number one.
2: Well, I I think CMC and Barkley are above them in a tier by themselves, and then there's like that group of five or six guys below them, and I think Jonathan Taylor deserves to be there.
1: No, I mean, so I so part of this is that we are assuming that not only does he get drafted highly, but he gets drafted to a team that's going to throw passes to their running backs, right? Cuz like if he doesn't catch passes, he's just he's just Josh Jacobs, he's just Leonard Fournette, he's he's just one of those guys. But as of right now, you know, we we're doing this without the the benefit of the draft. I think that you could take him as high as like 8th in a dynasty startup and feel like, yeah, I made the right decision.
2: I I don't hate it. I I was looking at him with the 1-2 turn that's where I'm comfortable with thinking about Jonathan Taylor.
1: Yeah, so this is actually interesting. I'm doing uh, one of these uh, best ball super flex dynasty startups on FFPC because you know we just have we just have time to be drafting, right? Like, what else are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. And I had the turn selection, and I took Dalvin Cook over Jonathan Taylor with the idea that whoever drafted Taylor, I would then try and trade and get. A future rookie second, right? Just something, anything, right? Just some small amount of value. And uh immediately when I tried to trade him, and the guy's name even was like a Minnesota Vikings themed name. So I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna, this is easy, right? Like, I'm just gonna get what I want. And uh he was like, Nope, I like Taylor more than Cook. Sorry, like well, not doing it.
0: <laughs> so
1: I, I learned my lesson the hard Dang, way on that
0: one. That's interesting. All right, cool. So that's interesting stuff. Uh, let's move on to the next okay. one for art or science. We have uh, being a top twelve NFL wide receiver.
1: It's more of an art, man. But, but anything, anything that where you are truly, truly the the elite of the elite at what you do, whether that be whether that be uh, football, basketball, golf, you know, like whatever. Like it, it takes it takes a, an artist mindset to be because you just got to see space and time kind of differently than other people do it's it's really crazy the way like elite athletes brains work
0: interesting so so building a dynasty team a football dynasty team is a science but the players that we're playing with are i
1: like it it's just
0: the way it's the way
1: it's the way (laughs) it's the way it goes
0: what's the next one josh
2: quarantine life art or science
1: (laughs) Oh, big, big time art. It's just and it's a it's a fine art, right? Really, really finding the balance of like, how much video games is is too much to play in one day? Uh, How long should I how long should I walk my dogs? How uh, should I should I try and cross the, the other side of the street? When I'm walking my dogs and I see another person, or or is it okay to be four feet away and get a little bit of human interaction? How often should I go to the grocery store? Uh, should I order delivery? If I do order delivery, should I transfer the food out of the containers that's been touched by other people? There's 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 a lot of art that goes into this.
0: The next one we have, and this whatever you say it is, it might need we might need to change it to the other way because it hasn't gone well recently. But picking a president.
1: I mean picking a president should be science. The the problem is that uh, most people do view it as an art. Most people well the the biggest the the biggest uh issue with the way people pick a president is they just they just go with like the person that they like more. They're like I like that person. But like if you think about in your life some of the smartest people you know, some of the people that do the most important jobs that know the most, uh they're they're uh you know, they're probably like not that pleasant to be around or chances are that people who are really intelligent are more likely to be less pre- uh pleasant to be around
0: right that makes
2: sense. And the last yeah, one. nice is not an important job skill for the presidency, I don't think.
0: <laughs> Correct. It's not not even being a good social conversation. this is a good one. Um, what's the last one we have Josh for this for this oh minute? it's
2: it's getting things off of the top shelf in the grocery store
0: as as a
1: former grocery store stock shelfer true story my first job that's a science bro that's my second job that's a science
2: <laughs> that was your first job
1: like that was and- yeah when when i was uh i think i was you know what no i refed i refed soccer games when i was like 14 but like my 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 job in the summer during high school was stocking
2: shelves I worked at McDonald's. That was my first job. It was awful. Those people work very hard. Yeah, they do.
0: Yeah, I'm about the top shelf. Even now, as not an employee of anything, is not easy. Sometimes <laughs> you got to climb. Sometimes you don't want to break the so bottom. It's shelf. a hardcore science, bro. It is. You got it. You just
1: got it. You just got to know. It is. I appreciate. I appreciate grocery stores that don't have like that have the layout right because let me tell you, there is a real science and how everything's supposed to be laid out and like color-coded and everything it's a, it's a whole thing
0: for sure and, and you know the funny thing is right now with what's going on in the world is that you know in some places that are being locked down or places where they're telling people to stay home they're like you know doctors go to work police go to work firemen go to work oh and cashiers go to work and it's like what like something doesn't fit in the picture here like you know what i mean like pay wise career path wise that one doesn't go with the rest of them so it's kind of funny that We consider it like this essential thing, but we're not, you know, treating or we don't even look at those people as, you know, the essential services. But here they are, you know, making their uh, their big push. Might need to re. It's funny what
2: you need when you really need (laughs) exactly.
0: Might need to re uh, recalculate things here. Um, All right, we have another segment again, fresh, special, original, just to you, Davis and Josh. Explain how we're going here.
2: So, for this segment is called Counting Gills. So we're going to give you a, a scenario and you just tell us how many gills this person has from, from zero being like, this is actually a smart move to five, which would make you the biggest fish alive.
1: Okay. All right. I will so, okay.
2: So we already talked about Jonathan Taylor at the, at the one, two turn in a startup. That was the first. Yeah. So we'll skip that's,
1: that one. That's zero. That's zero gills. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're sharp for that one.
2: <laughs> okay. Miles Sanders over DJ Moore.
1: Is this dynasty or redraft?
2: Yeah, like dynasty startup.
1: Okay. Um, that is – that's like three gills. No, well, that's four gills. That's not very good at all. I don't think that's – I think that's bad.
2: <laughs> I, I I understand. Like, I'll tell you my thing was I, I wanted to start RBRB and then pound the wide receivers, and Miles Sanders was like the last – the last highly desirable running back there for me and i passed up dj moore and i will never forget it
0: you're a fish bro
1: you like yeah like nine like nine years from now when dj Moore is still playing and miles sanders is like announcing on fox sports you're gonna be really salty about it yeah
0: salt fish makes (laughs) sense salt water fish it's josh all the way man uh the next one we have here is trading julian edelman for a 2023rd I mean, t-
1: trade Julian Edelman for whatever's not tied down. He uh, <laughs> that stick a fork, stick a fork in him. I actually, um, I actually have him in one dynasty league that I co-own with Drew Dinkmeyer. And uh, if anyone from that league is listening to this, we are de- like whatever. You send us something we like, and and be, we're accepting. We're we're done.
0: Open for business. Open for business. So you you're not you're not like oh Cam Newton's gonna come there and start hitting them. You're like nah, let's move on. So I mean, I think he played well
2: last year, didn't he? He's did, was it just was it did he lose the quarterback and that's that's it for him or has he been? So
1: he, lo- he lost he lost the quarterback and we're now talking about a guy who's going to be entering into his age thirty four season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just I just that's just not for yeah. me.
0: Yeah, and he's not a guy that's you know running down the sideline just looking to catch wide open passes. Either he's going across the middle and all this kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, it's not a good look. He's dealt with injury issues in the past too, so yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, and then the uh, last one we have here is Joe Burrow 101 in Superflex rookie drafts.
1: This one, I got to say, it's completely context-dependent. So if you are in... If if your team is picking 101 because you're tanking and you didn't have any quarterbacks and you just got to start building up the quarterbacks, uh, yeah, you got to take, take Burrow 101. That's zero kills. But if you have multiple quarterback and your team was picking 101 because either you traded for it or you you know just whatever it was a weird season it happened I mean, you got to take jonathan taylor um, so I, I think that it's it's zero gills if your quarterback situation is bad if you have two starting nfl quarterbacks when your rookie draft happens and you take burrow over taylor that's like a that's like a four giller
0: <laughs> that's interesting so no matter who they are as long as they're two starters that's a no go
1: yeah cuz i mean so you also are of thinking about if you're picking first overall your team's probably not good enough to win that year right. so you're probably thinking that's a that's a 2 to 3 year thing and you got to think that you know if you have Dak, Kyler, Lamar, Mahomes, um Josh Allen just like any of these young guys who are very likely year over year to finish as a top 12 quarterback really even I think if you have one of those guys and then a Gardner Minshew, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, Ryan Daniel, kind of those, you know, maybe he'll start, maybe he won't, guys. I still think you take Taylor. I really, you. I do.
0: I want to add one in here that's not actually on our list, um, which is um, trading a Debo Samuels for Austin Eckler in a dynasty league.
1: I would do that if my team was good enough to win this year, because okay. I think Eckler is going to be really good this season and and probably next season as well i think that he's a perfect fit for the modern nfl rules uh i don't think the chargers are they haven't you know they didn't sign todd Gurley. they didn't sign devonta freeman like they they just are leaving all these guys out there so i think that maybe they'll draft someone but probably not super high i think that they probably will draft jordan love with their pick in the first round so i think that eckler is like locked into like 120 to 150 carries and 80 to 100 targets, and they use him in the red zone. So I, I, I think Eckler is probably pretty underrated right now. Gotcha.
0: All right, cool. Did you have any other ones of those, uh Josh? Before we move on.
2: No, I, I'm pretty locked in on Jonathan Taylor 101, though. <laughs> I just feel like a year from now you can trade him for Matt Matt Stafford plus if you're if you're really needing quarterbacks. I don't know. I, I I'm pretty pretty in on Taylor over Burrow.
0: Davis, when when Josh gets like this, we can rest assured that he's either listened to a podcast, read an article, something where <laughs> someone has pushed him over the top and he's all in. So at this point, he's I making mean, offers he, everywhere. He's doing everything he can at this point for Jonathan Taylor.
1: I mean, I I I gotta say, I've done the same thing. I talked to my my buddy Curtis Patrick from Rotoviz, and he was all in on Jonathan Taylor, and like I liked him, but I I kind of so like I don't know. Do you guys play college football DFS?
0: I have not. No. no.
1: Okay, so Jonathan Taylor actually sucked in college football DFS because he was super expensive, and he didn't really catch passes. Like he kind of caught passes, but he didn't really catch passes. So I was actually expecting to not like Jonathan Taylor as a prospect. I was expecting to be like uh, like or 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 not, maybe not anti, but just like not kind of head over the heels for him, essentially. And so I thought it was – like, I just – when he had that crazy combine, and then when I talked to Curtis, and then when I started reading all this stuff about how, you know, Taylor was always capable of catching passes, but Wisconsin just didn't really use that, I was like, you know what, I I really like this guy, I – Am much more interested in using. I'm and like, so it was a slow progression for me, kind of similar to how it is uh, for you guys, too.
0: Yeah. When I think back, we actually had Curtis Patrick on. He was super bullish at the time, wasn't he, Josh? On Jonathan Taylor,
2: yeah. We talked about Cooper Cup a lot, but Jonathan Taylor, (laughs) too. I think
0: (laughs) we talked (laughs) about Cooper Cup because Josh made a bad trade, as usual. And uh... you know, my
2: the way I look at running backs catching passes has changed a lot this year because of Leonard Fournette. So.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're any good at it. It literally just matters if your team will let you catch two-yard dump-offs.
0: That's all that matters. Yeah, just the opportunity, basically. All right. So uh, we love Jonathan Taylor. If we've gotten everything, anything from this podcast so far, it's been Jonathan Taylor is uh, definitely a great player, and hopefully he's going to be very, very good. Um, we're going to move over to our foul or no foul segment. Basically, for anyone new to this segment, Davis, if he's not familiar with the rules, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw a couple of statements at you. Some of these are football. Some of them aren't. Um, and basically – If you think the statement sounds good, there's no foul. If you totally disagree with it, then there's a foul. Uh, So foul or no foul, depending on how you feel about it. Uh, The first one is Jalen Hurts will be and should be drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Foul or no foul?
1: No foul, baby. Jalen Hurts, man. He's good. He's good. He's another guy very similar to the conviction, I feel, for Jonathan Taylor. Jalen Hurts is a guy that you should be drafting in the second round of all your super flex rookie dynasty league, uh, drafts and in the third round of all of your regular ones. I just think he's going to be – cause well, okay, so maybe he won't be a stud f- in real life, but if he starts for an NFL team and is drafted in the first round, he is going to be sick for fantasy, because he's gonna run his ass off.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm super in love with his game too, and I'm actually a Raiders fan. And they have two first round picks, no second round pick, and then three thirds. And I'm like, all right, he's not gonna be there in the third. We don't have a second round pick, so I'm actually not mad if my team drafts him at like number 19. <laughs> That's how bad I want. Jamie I mean,
1: it's. Speed. I mean, they definitely want to get rid of Derek Carr. I think the issue is is that with all these quarterbacks, uh, you know, going around, they just they don't have anyone to trade Carr to for anything. Yeah.
0: That's what sucks. But I yeah, I want a Jalen Hurts kind of quarterback, man. Like, who who doesn't want a quarterback like that on their favorite team, man? Like it's it's fun. It seems like it's the future, you know, where the league's going. So, you know, I think whoever gets him is gonna have a, a really fun time, man. He's gonna be a good a good quarterback. Um J- Josh, do you agree though? Foul or no foul as far as him being a first round draft pick this year coming out? I
2: think I, I'll be surprised if, if an NFL team goes all the way up to the first. But it I'll I'd love to see it.
0: Yeah, it'd be fun. It's about time someone will come up for a guy like him and actually do it. Um, Did he have a lot of turnovers in college? Was that no, no, no,
1: no dude? Uh, so Jalen Hurts was so much better than so. Like a lot of people think that Jalen Hurts is bad because he wasn't exactly what Alabama like. He, well, he got benched for Tua, right? So that's where all of it – most yeah. of it comes from the fact that he was benched for Tua. But he, in college, averaged 9.1 yards per attempt, 9.7 adjusted yards per attempt, 80 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, ran for 3,274 yards and uh, 43 rushing touchdowns. he <laughs> Jalen Hurt and he's he's only 21. He's only 21. So he transferred, and he's still only 21.
2: So like the did. rhetoric around Jalen Hurts from OU fans, which I am right that, in the middle of. That, that's me. I'm an I'm an OU fan. <laughs> and so you're okay. I hear a lot of turnover complaints, but it seems like that's nothing. Like they so people, like
1: I mean he wasn't good. He was not good in the college football playoff game. But neither was Baker. Neither was Kyler. That OU's destiny is to lose that uh, one versus four game like every year for the rest of eternity.
2: Crazy, it's a rough lot in life. <laughs> it
0: what seems, can it you do? seems like you like it though, Josh. I'm not no you fan, yeah. It seems <laughs> like you enjoy them losing though. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, I don't a, hate just, it. just the vibe I'm getting. Um, all right, the next one, just a little backstory on it. Um, MSG Company was in a legal battle with the owner of the Clip- Clippers, uh, in regards to the Clippers building a new arena too close to the forum because they had a, some kind of agreement where this would violate them bringing like competition to the forum, like too close to it. Uh, so the Clippers owner, Steve Ballmer decided he would just purchase the forum and he bought it for $400 million to clear away for the Clippers new arena. This is the biggest boss move ever. Foul or no foul.
1: No foul. Just (laughs) no. I mean, just like imagine just having that much cash (laughs) on hands during uh, a global pandemic. And one of the biggest, this is, this is actually true. Uh, the the dips that we had in the stock market during this global pandemic were bigger than the one day dips that set off the Great Depression. And uh, Steve Ballmer don't care; he's just <laughs> dropping 400 million cash. Steve
0: Baller is more like it, man. Jeez. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. You know this guy's just out here buying up arenas, man, for no reason at all. Just like, hey, let's Dude. go ahead and just get that out the way. That's the craziest boss move ever. What do you think, Josh?
2: Yeah, I, I, it's it's unfathomable for me that, that that kind of money is something that you like throw at an inconvenience or something you could solve
0: otherwise. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. He's out here playing chess while they're playing checkers, man. All right, the uh, next one. Newly signed Jets wide receiver Brashad Perriman will do what no Jet wide receiver did last season and finish in top, inside the top 30 at wide receiver in PPR this upcoming season. Foul or no foul?
1: That's a huge I really, I really can't I really can't believe I'm about to say this. But uh I think that's no foul.
0: Oh. Yeah, just so just for reference, I think um oh man, I just had a brain fart, but their their best wide receiver had I think he ranked number thirty two uh last year. And yeah, why am I the same? Crowder, yeah, Crowder. There we go. Crowder was like thirty two yeah. and then Anderson was below him somewhere. So we're saying that he would have a better season than Crowder, with Crowder still there, of course. Um. So you say, you know, foul. You think he can do it, Davis?
1: I think he can. I mean, he just needs – I mean, all he needs is for Darnold to be as good as Michael
2: Salfino thinks he is.
0: <laughs> That's it. And, Josh, you think this is uh, bananas? You don't think it's possible?
2: Yeah, I I think Brashad Perriman was totally just running off of the, the Buccaneers offense. Like I don't I don't think that if you try to run your offense through Bestrad Perriman, that it works at all.
1: Hey. That is true. That's true. Yeah, they, they shouldn't do that. But I think that if Darnold is good, Herndon is healthy, Anun was healthy, Crowder plays in the slot, Perryman can catch seventy five passes, you know, nine hundred yards, eight touchdowns, that that gets him to wide receiver thirty pretty easily.
0: You better believe it, Josh. You better get on the damn bandwagon. By the end of this episode, we expect you to be out there trading for Brashad Perriman, okay? This is not happening. You better nope. get on it. Yes. Oh. This is Brashad <laughs> Perriman season, baby. Just watch. Just watch, I mean, Davis. I, do think, I think Darnold's fine
2: as a quarterback. Davis. I just don't think that Brashad Perriman can do it.
0: Just watch this guy. He's going to re listen to this later. He's going to hear you say that. He's gonna be like, I want to buy Brashad Perriman everywhere. Davis is right. Let me look further into this. And then he'll, he'll, he'll pull some stat out that he'll start buying Brashad Perriman everywhere. Just wait. <laughs> the last one we have here is when you're at the store, it's okay to take one or two more over the item limit during times like the coronavirus. For example, you can only have two cases of water and you somehow sneak three or four instead. Foul or no foul, Davis?
1: No, dude, big foul. Big foul. Big foul. The The rule, the rules of society They got to They got to stand during global pandemic. That's just that's just what you got to do. You got to you got to obey posted signs. And normally I would be someone who's like, literally, I don't care. But the only way the only way for for groups of for for communities to get through stuff like this is for everyone to obey laws that specifically exist to fight said pandemics
0: yeah i agree josh go return all that stuff man you're wrong <laughs>
2: no, i have not dude we've been so good we have not like bulk purchased hardly anything All
0: right, i believe you right now
2: all toilet paper
0: listen they were on tv talking about they're gonna start getting people for this man don't be the guy I, I, it's a problem it's a
2: problem that we're creating for really no good reason yeah so they deserve to be gotten
0: that's ridiculous How to get that out there? We got to make it clear that we will not do that, guys. All right. So that's actually all I personally have as far as the segments and stuff go. Josh, do you have any questions before we move on to the closing here that you have for Davis before we move on? No, nothing off the
2: top of my head.
0: All right. Perfect. So what we're going to do here is um, during the closing, Davis, what we like to do is I didn't prepare you for this. So I'm going to let you go last in case you can come up with something. But we do this thing called show and tell. Um, So. Whether there's a product, a podcast, music, a book, philosophy, advice, literally anything, fancy advice, could can be whatever you want um, that you just want to show and tell to the listeners. Um, For instance, I'll start, um, there's a podcast called The Dating Game Killer. Um, Shout out to all the people out there who listen to true crime podcasts, as I call them murder podcasts. Um, It's called The Dating Game Killer. It's produced by Wondery. Um, They create basically some of the best podcasts around. They hardly ever fall short. So really high quality stuff. Um, and this one is just one of those um, I highly recommend if you're into murder podcasts. Um, it's about a serial killer who literally won a date on a TV show, the dating game and stuff while he was in the midst of like his killing spree. Um, so, you know, he had a lot of people fooled. Should have been stopped long before he did, but it's a really interesting podcast. I think it's going to be only like six episodes. It's not like some long drawn out thing where, you know, that's what some of them tend to do to you. But um, this one is pretty good so far. So I would say go check it out. And definitely if you're out there listening and you have a murder podcast that you recommend shooting my way. Cause I'm getting a little low on them. So, um, send it my way. Josh, do you have anything?
2: The other night we watched, uh, the, the trials of Gabriel Fernandez. Have you seen this? I have not oh, seen man. it. It's, it's
1: freaking brutal, dude. <laughs> that's what I've heard.
2: It, it is awful. I mean, it's, it was great, but it's just terrible.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, if you haven't watched it, you should, you should give it a watch. Like I feel like that's just something that people should know about.
0: Yeah, it sounded yeah. pretty rough from everything I've been hearing. I had like, what mindset, what, what mindset do I need to be in for this?
2: You need to be ready to be very serious for a while okay. because it's about child abuse and just how the system uh, completely failed this kid okay. in a number of ways. Yeah, it's gonna pretty awful.
0: That's going to be tough, but I'll have to watch it, especially since I just recommended murder podcasts. Um, so it kind of falls in line with it. Um, all right, cool. So those are our two recommendations that we wanted to show and tell. Davis, do you have anything that you could think of during this, uh, Corona quarantine that maybe we can show and tell someone to the, to the listeners?
1: Yeah, I got one for you, man. All right, cool. Um, okay. So it's not a murder podcast, although (laughs) there are episodes that are true crime episodes. It's called the time suck podcast. All right. Uh, it's hosted by this guy named Dan Cummins, who is a stand-up comedian, um, they're like hour and a half to two hour long solo subject podcasts. sometimes historical, sometimes true crime. Um, I think they're pretty good. Uh, the guy, the guy, Dan Cummins, who does it, thinks he's very, very funny. And I would say the jokes are not always that great. It's like kind of a weird show. Cut Probably have to listen to a couple episodes to to get into it or to decide if you like it at all. Uh, but I think they're like when they show up in my feed, like I generally listen and the best thing I can say about them is that they are, uh, very long. So they're, they're definitely filling up some of that quarantine time, especially (laughs) as a lot of my other sports podcasts are not uploading. Yeah.
0: So this, so this podcast, I haven't actually listened to it, so I'm going to check it out. But when you say there's like true crime episodes and stuff, so like with him being a comedian, is he like serious about it or is it like he's joking throughout the whole thing type of thing?
1: So it's like the the subject matter is treated seriously and, uh, you know, obviously he would never like, you know, the victims and stuff are right. not getting made fun of or laughed at. But yeah, there there are elements of, you know, like of humor, uh, black humor, I guess. Yeah. Dark humor in in it. And I mean, like it is it's. It, like the, the humor is very weird. The first like three or four episodes I listened to, I was like, this guy's not funny at all. Like, why <laughs> does why am I listening to this? And then just something just kind of clicked where I was like, actually, no, maybe this is good. And I love history podcasts in general. So a lot of the episodes are history podcasts and they're inter- like, you know, semi entertaining history podcasts. So I'm pretty into it.
0: Yeah, I understand. Yeah, you got to get them jokes off, man. I'm not with the situation. Is. I'm going to check it out. You said time suck podcast, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and okay. I mean it's like it's got a million reviews. Like it's it's like I I found I think I found it on the new and noteworthy page. Like it's like it's like it's got a Patreon and stuff. Like it's a big podcast. Gotcha. All
0: right, I'm gonna check it out for sure. All right, man. Well, Davis, let the uh, cloud Dodgers out there know where they can find you on social media, where to subscribe to your all the podcasts, all those kind of good things, where they can support you. At.
1: So you guys can just find me on Twitter at Davis Matic, uh, M A T T E K. If you search my name on iTunes or on Google or YouTube or anywhere, you'll find the take cast. You'll find the sports grid fantasy football podcast. And all of my fantasy content is on RotoExperts.com, And all of my gambling content is on SportsGrid.com.
0: Nope. You can find Josh at JC Crocker on Twitter. Um, Adam who missed today's episode. can still be found at the other FF guy. We won't, we won't uh, dominate. We'll, we'll still give him love today, even though he's not here. Um, and you can follow me at clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram, all those kind of things. Don't just stalk us and follow us, you know, interact with us, man, send us questions, do all that good stuff. Um, And, you know, just, you know, you can tell us, you can send us questions, you can tell us about your dog, whatever it is. And I don't say cats because Josh has cats. I don't think he has dogs and I don't want to be anything like Josh. So uh, tell us about your dogs, not your cats. Um, Josh, you don't have any dogs, right?
2: Dogs are the worst. So weird.
0: Oh, man, that's so brutal. It
1: is. Can't ble- can't believe I'm hearing that. It's sick,
0: right? It's sick. I shouldn't have let you know this now. I should have told you way before we started. But
1: I mean, I like, I like, I, I had, I had cats growing up, but I got two dogs now. I just like, I'm just an animal dude. I just like having them around. Yeah,
0: but cats and no dog. It's
1: weird, man. Yeah, it's a little. That's a little. That's a little sus. Yes,
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm glad we got to this point. That Josh is sus. It's taken hundreds of episodes for us to get to that point, but. It took you, days to 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 push him over the edge. I, I appreciate that. Um, listen, keep up your social distancing, folks. Quarantine yourselves. If your job has you at work, then you know it is what it is. But like, you just gotta go to work, get that money. You might get corona too, but just try not to spread it. You'll be fine. Um, your subscriptions, reviews, sharing the podcast—it's key to what makes all this work. So we appreciate you guys. One thing you know, we're like five or six reviews away from a hundred. I feel like we just need to, you you can be that milestone. You can be that milestone. Just think about that when you're placing the review. You may be number 100. Um, that's all we have today. Davis, we really appreciate you coming on, man. I know we tried to make this work for a while. You're a busy man. The Corona hit. Maybe that's the only reason schedules came together. I don't know, but it's beautiful. And we appreciate you for being here, man. We really are uh, really appreciative. And I know Josh is too. Um, and we had a good time, man. Thank you for that.
1: Beautiful, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Of
0: course. All right, guys, as always, be kind, be great, keep diving.